Welcome to the Think Wealthy Podcast. I'm your host, David Prail. The Think Wealthy Podcast is sponsored by YDLP Investments, the home of the $10,000 commercial real estate investment. Hello, and welcome back to the Think Wealthy Podcast. I'm your host, David Prail, and today we are talking about pitfalls in preferred returns. So, where can you go wrong with a preferred return? It sounds so good. You know, the first tranche of profit goes to me, the investor. What can go wrong? And again, none of, nothing that's going to go wrong is going to lead you to, to lose money, but it can lead you to lose your protections if you don't know what you're doing. There are primarily two places or two ways a preferred return can be structured that can be not what it should be, and you're going to want to watch out for this. The first one is something called a clawback. The, I don't know if that's the technical term, but that's what we call it. The clawback is when the operator says, after you get your preferred return, I get all the rest of the money coming in, or I get whatever money I need to get in order to be made whole on our promote. Should we say that again? Let's spell it out. Let's go back to our example of a $100,000 investment. Let's make it a 7% prep this time just to make life easy. And there's $10,000 of profit, right? So the way we had it before is the first $7,000 of profit would go to you, the investor, right? By now, we should be familiar with this. There's $30,000 left. Sorry, there's $3,000 left. That $3,000 can be divided up in one of two ways. We said before, either it can be split 70-30, or it can all go to the investor as a return of equity. There is a third way this can be done. And this is the clawback. And what the clawback says is we're going to give the full $3,000 to the operator. Why? Because the operator says is we get the preferred return is only there to give you the first bit of money coming in, but it doesn't supersede the promote, it doesn't supersede our profit split arrangements. So if there's only $7,000, you get it. But if there's more than $7,000, the next step is for us to be made whole on our 70-30 split. So you got $7,000, we're owed $3,000 now. So the $10,000 gets divided up 7-3. What's the advantage to the investor with this pref? Not a lot. Really not a lot. If the deal performs properly, it's as if the pref wasn't there because you're always going to be balancing out, whether it's through the cash flow on an annual basis or from the exit, you're going to be balancing out to a 70-30 split. The only advantage is if the deal fails to perform and you don't make that full amount to do the split. So if you're going to go into such a deal, and you can go into such a deal, and we've done such deals, uh, if the deal is good enough and if it makes sense, you know, you can do it. Just know what you're getting yourself into. There is a second condition that an operator can put in the pref, and for me, this is a deal breaker because this really strikes against the the value of the pref, and that is to make the pref non-cumulative. I've seen this in one contract we received. I had it taken out of the contract, and I'm sure there are people out there with contracts that have it in there. 
and I would not sign such a contract. By non-cumulative, what's, what's cumulative and non-cumulative? So we described previously where the pref accumulates over the years, that's called cumulative, right? accumulate. A non-cumulative pref means that if we're going to give you that 7%, 8% in a given year, and you get it, then you get it. But if you don't get it, it does not carry over. That, that's pretty lousy. And that's what I saw in the, in the contract I had with the, uh, with the clawback. It actually had a clawback with a non-cumulative prep. I took out the non-cumulative part, kept the clawback in there. Those are, from my experience, the two major pitfalls you can run into with uh, dealing with preferred returns. So you certainly want to make sure that you're dealing with one that is cumulative. You want it to, to amass over time. You don't want to basically leave money on the table. That means if the deal has no payout, you lose your whole pref. You also probably want to avoid the clawback. Some people do it, but you do want to avoid it. It's, not, it's, it's better not. Uh, the only deals we've done it on are deals that have had a very, very high potential for profit, and we felt it was, uh, it was worth the, uh, the risk. And for us, in our mind, it was worth it without the pref. But in most scenarios, you should be able to find quality deals that have regular prefs. Again, whether the excess funds are paid back to the investor or whether the excess funds are divided up on a, uh, on a promote basis, those are fine either way. And if you want to do deals with a clawback, you want to do deals with, uh, with non-cumulative, you know, go for it, but just know what you're getting into. Invest safe, invest smart. See you in the next one. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you learned something of value. If you've gained from this podcast, please do me a huge favor and leave a five-star review. If you feel that I haven't earned that five-star review, please reach out and let me know how we can earn your recommendation. Until next time, I'm David Prell, and thank you again for joining me today on the Think Wealthy Podcast, sponsored by YDLP Investments. Thank you.